Blog Talk Radio.
up, grand rising, and better love. You are listening to the Truth to Power show, and and Happy New Year, and we're starting the new year off with Myron Rice. Um, Mr. Rice, how are you doing this evening, this new year, new day? We are doing great this year, starting off the year. Uh, we started <laughs> the same thing, have a happy new year, and hopefully yeah. it will be better than last year. I, you know, I had yeah. what I call clean house. And when I clean house, that means I got rid of people that I said, I'm sorry, I can't take you over to next year. So please don't okay. contact me again. So we Ooh, all have to wow. do that, people. You don't have to do that. But anyhow, okay. Okay. Um, the subject matter we're talking about today, uh, mm-hmm. consumer. The word Ooh. consumer. We are all consumers. But you want to go ahead and give them the number, uh, you know, the number to call, pressing the one and everything to call in. Okay. To call. All right. The number here to call in is 323-642-1586. That's 323-642-1586. And push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, this is a question being recorded so you can come on what dial the same number and to get the recording yeah. of this? Yeah. Okay. So you may want to get the recording. Um I'm kinda well I say impromptu, meaning I don't have a uh, schedule or agenda. I just talk what God gives me and I just tell you what has been given to me and I'm passing it on to you all. So if there are any questions out there, um, if you can, try to stay on topic. I don't really deal with personal people stuff. You know, a lot of folks want to take, try to take care of their own problems. You ain't paying for it. So don't be trying to get it for free. You know, pay somebody to do that. But the point is being, I know a lot of folks been trying to get in touch with me through Beverly and see some of the things that I require uh, from people I speak to is that, first of all, you have to have an authenticated birth certificate from the state, from the federal government. You have to uh, put an affidavit on top of it. A lot of people did the authentication, but their signature isn't on any of the authentication. So no one even knows who authentication it is because there's no signature. So you have to put an affidavit on there. An affidavit is, is considered a statement of truth. And basically, you just say, this is me, myself, and I that's on the birth certificate, and you're going to sign it, you're going to have it notarized, and you're going to have the affidavit authenticated with your state. You don't have to go federal, just with your state. Then you're going to the post office. You are going to get a registered number that you are going to put in the upper left-hand corner of the affidavit. Now, some states, the post office would give you that red and white registration number. However, a lot of them don't. But if you go into the window and say, I want to register something, and they give you or get a number and say, well, I need to write this number down. So (laughs) get the number and just walk out of the post office, go home, 
and make sure you put it in your on your affidavit and seal it in an envelope. Now, I should first of all make copies of everything that you have done, seal it in an envelope, and uh, mail it to yourself. Don't open it up. This is your registered document on the birth certificate. You've now registered the birth certificate. So, therefore, you don't open it because if you go to court, if anyone takes you to court, the, the judge will open it up and see everything's in there is original. Um, at the same time, you must go to your newspaper, and usually the one that has the sheriff's sales on the homes. When they be saying you're going, you're in foreclosure, or there's a sheriff's sale, that would be the newspaper. You would tell them, I have a registered, authenticated birth certificate. And the post office normally will post it three times. I'm sorry, the newspaper, not the post office. The newspaper will post it three times, and then you will receive an affidavit of publication from the newspaper. Now, there'll be a number on the bottom of it. That number, make sure it's available for you to, like if you have someone want to take you to court or whatever, to the, you would send that to the jury, uh, to the judge, showing, hey, this is a registered document. And it's then the public notice is the newspaper. This is the newspaper that the public notice was given. No one rejected to it, and that's why you got the affidavit of publication. What you have just done, if you were following uh, UCC 9-303, and I hope you all know, I know a lot of people may not know who I am. However, I go by the laws and the codes, more so the laws. The codes and statutes are what the courts and stuff be doing. So I want to go over them by having the law. But in, in anyway, under the UCC 9-303, or if you're Michigan, Michigan try to be different. MCL 440.9303. And go to number B or the second paragraph there. And it talks about you have to perfect. You have to prioritize a certificate of title. That's what the law says. Well, the code, not law, that's what the code, the UCC, which is really considered international. But it states prioritizing and perfecting, perfecting a certificate of title. The one you got from, the one you receive from the um, vital statistics is a color of title. It's a color title. They still hold the title because you see that birth certificate doesn't have a footprint on it, so it's not the original. It's just a certified copy of what they have behind the counter somewhere as being original, and my understanding original is with the VTC, Depository Trust Corporation. However, a certified copy of anything means it's true and correct. So if you get a certified copy from any official, it's considered true and correct. Now, I have a superior position by doing authentication. When you got it from the vital statistics, it was considered a certificate of acknowledgement. And there's a state registrar on there, or I'm sorry, a county register on there. Where you authenticate it with the state, 
the Secretary of State stamps it, it is considered a certificate of authority. And then you're mailing it to the federal government, Secretary of State, it's called a certificate of genuineness. And that's under the federal rules of civil procedure. Uh oh, am I 44? I'm sorry. Federal rules of civil procedure 44. And the reason I'm giving you that rule, you need to go and download it because there's authentication. And if you're in California, we don't authenticate in California. We apostille. Well, it shows you what a postal is. It tells you what a postal is, and it is not you that you are genuine. So I don't know if you need to move out of California and go somewhere else to get it authenticated, but when you do an authentication, you're outside the United States jurisdiction, and that is considered genuineness. You're genuine. Now, we know when uh, there's an artist and he has a nude person there, and he's painting this. That's genuine. Now, if someone make a copy of that, that, you know, that is not the original. You painted the original. After that, there, there is no more original. So we're trying to be genuineness. You have got a superior position. And under the uh, Minnesota Rule 220, it states that uh, when you surrender it back to the Secretary of State, because that's who you receive the birth certificate from, that they actually have to, and looking under that rule, um, that UCC 9-303, their birth certificate becomes void. It's no longer effective when you have done it and you turned it back into them. That means you have priority over your name and social, because that's what the state has. In a sense, you took it out of the state jurisdiction, and you have it in your own because you are a foreign country, and you just happen to have a document that's better than the one that they have behind the counter. So I'm saying this because I know there's going to be a lot of controversy out there about that. However, read the rules. You are at, when you turn it in, the registrar, which would be the state registrar who you got it from, in the first place, the birth certificate will have to recognize you as being at the age of majority. You can handle your own situations now, your own finances. So if you ain't ready to handle your own finances, then I don't think you should be doing it. But I ultimately, this is what we're supposed to be trying to do. Get out of somebody else's clutches and get into your own and do your own thing. And... Basically, this is what you should have. That's the first thing I require that you have. You don't have to turn it in, but at least you have everything done to be prepared to turn it in. Because once you do that, we may not hear from you again. You might decide what they call uh, non-disclosures. Then you can't tell people what you've done or who you are, because you had an age of majority and everybody else's children, minors. They are minors. We are minors. People going to the banks and asking for stuff and all that, and they don't give you what you want. I, I'm I'm surprised you don't get a lollipop and say, "Go away, get get, get away, you child. You, you're not you're not age of majority. You're not a lender. You haven't shown them these things. That is one way of showing them who you are. 
and who they are. So I'll say that first. The second thing you really need to do is I just I have a, a Social Security uh, handbook manual. Actually, it's a Social Security Administration manual. Social Security cannot get rid of your Social Security card, that number that you get. They can't get rid of it. They don't have authorizations from Congress to do that. There is an issue of 1721 in there that says you can let them know that you are alive. I have got. I had a meeting with a group Saturday, and they said, what is the status that the Social Security have you in? And they have you dead. So that you can go in with them and show them face-to-face, I am alive, and they'll give you a document saying, yes, this person is alive. So that is one step. Yeah, now you're alive, and now you're in charge of your own finances. You, you're kind of on your way. As far as the Social Security, though, you can't get rid of Social Security, not through the Social Security. However, what i done, and believe me, it's been very profitable to me, or at least I don't have to worry about a lot of things coming my way, is to resign from the, I'm in Michigan, state of Michigan, state of Ohio, state of Alabama, state of New York. Get out of that corporation. Everyone is a corporation. The United States is a corporation. So all these companies or cooperatives or whatever you want to call them, all they want to do is get the funds that's inside your Social Security. That Social Security card is your first credit card. The Social Security card is your first credit card, and everyone is trying to get credits from it. That is what they do. Now, before I resigned, I always, I was considered, whether you know it or not, when you received your driver's license, you gave that state your name and your address. They volunteered you to be an agent or in most states, registered agent. In Michigan, you're a resident agent. In the majority of states, you're a registered agent. So look up, put your state down there, and put up, put in registered or resident agent. You see that it's a position you have. That is why you can sign checks and contracts as an authorized representative. You're just an authorized representative. You don't have that problem. You don't own that name. You don't own that Social Security. You can't get rid of something that you don't own. However, as your duties, and you do have a job description when you find what your agent is supposed to do, and most all corporations have agents. You can contact the Secretary of State, and they would tell you the agents of any corporation. So any summons, any complaints, any bills goes to the agent. And in Michigan law, in Michigan, you want to look Michigan law up, it's MCL 450.1246.1246.450.1246. And it says when you receive any documents that you are to promptly 
promptly forwarded to the manager and director at his or her last address of the corporation. It don't say nothing about paying nothing. It didn't say anything about you supposed to pay anything. It's not your name. It's not your social. It belongs to the state. So for one year and a half, that's what I did. I was forwarded. They their rules, and they told me I had to send it registered, send it to them registered, the bill. So if I got something, I send it to a register. Whatever I didn't want to pay, like taxes or whatever, I would send it to them. And it said that his or her last address. Why? Because not only you are trustee, the state treasurer, the state attorney general, and the state secretary of state, the four of you all are to protect the estate. You as an agent, the state treasurer, the state attorney general, and the secretary of state, the four of you all are to protect this the estate, like I got Myron Rice estate, you estate. When you're born, you are an estate. When you die, you are an estate. So why aren't you all walking as estates through the whole time you're living? It would cut down on a lot of your situations and problems. When you quit, it would stop. I don't have the social anymore. I'm not associated because when I resigned, it told me I'm no longer the office other estate when I resigned. So that means you can't even, no one can mail me a bill. You can't mail me a bill. I'm not the office. But you didn't resign from getting social and all that. Those are benefits that you could, you retain even after you resign. Title 20 CFR 404.1905. Title 20 CFR 404.1905, terminating an agreement, because we know everything we do, we sign it. It's only one signature. That's called an agreement. Two signatures is a contract. You're never with a contract with them. Never get in a contract with them. You'll never be in a contract with them. It's always one signature on those documents. So, therefore, it says that if you have an agreement, there must be a way that you can terminate that agreement and you retain all the benefits and privileges that you had before you terminated it. You will retain these items. So I terminated my driver's license, and the cop tried to be smart. Well, if you don't have a driver's license, you're not supposed to be on the road. No way. You What, what, what law? Show me the law that says that. Because I can tell you the code right here that says on the contrary. I can show you the code, and this is Michigan code. This is not Myron's code. This is Michigan's code that says, hey, no, actually, it's not Michigan. I'm sorry, because I said CFR, the Code of Federal Regulations. So it's federal, Code of Federal Regulations, CFR. That's their rules. Our rules is USC, and I'm going to show you the difference in those two rules in a minute. But right now, it belongs to the federal government. So who are you, officer, to tell me that? I can't drive because I don't have a driver's license. I haven't had one since 2014. A lot of people who've heard me already, I, I was on a call um, last week, I think one two weeks ago, when they, people hadn't had a driver's license since they were 2012. Licensed people, 
What's a license? Don't your dog have a license? Don't your cat have a license? Your gun is even licensed? Those, those are benefits and privileges someone gave you. But we, the people, have rights. We, the people. I don't even now on, I don't, when I write documents to any of these folks anymore, I don't say I, I, I. I say the people. Why? We, the people, is sovereign. Myron by himself is not sovereign. You by yourself is not sovereign. But when you with the people, you are sovereign. And they have to consider that. So when you sign, when you write your paperwork, get rid of that word I, and just putting the people wants this. The people shall ask you this or request you to give me this. The people. You can cut down on we the people, just say the people. But you have to understand who you are and who they are. And we the people wrote the rules for ourselves. But what we we wouldn't write no rules to what? To make us pay for running a red light or driving you know, driving. I'm not driving, I'm traveling. See they, they use terms, they take these terms and twist them. I carry a passport. That's what I gave the police officer supervisor. Cops were trying to throw me in jail because I didn't have a driver's license. I said, please send me your shift supervisor. He came there about 20 minutes later. He pulls up. My officer said, you don't have a driver's license. I was in an accident. I was in an accident. Someone ran into me. And they requested my driver. Now, I don't have one. I have a passport. Here it is. And I gave it to the supervisor. He touched it, and he gave it back to me, got in the car, and drove away. Why? Because when you open up the passport, on the first page, there's a big eagle on there, and underneath it, it says, the Secretary of the United States of America says that whoever, you looking, whoever has this book that was given to you, whoever was sitting in front of you, that you, and it says, um, uh, citizen slash national on there. So it don't matter how you fill out the passport, people. People charging you to fill out passports when it doesn't matter how you fill it out. It has the same thing on it. Now, I know some of you people got these passport cards. I have no idea what those cards do, so I can't comment on them, whether good or bad. But my book has those wordings in it, and it said, do not detain this person. So it called me out as being a national, because I'm a national, but it said citizen slash national, and do not detain this person. What was that guy, Yusuf Al, charging people $500 for a do not detain document piece of paper? Excuse me, $154 with a passport cost at your, at your post office. It already had that do not detain in there. And then you are to assist the person for whatever they want. So I asked the officer, where's the nearest McDonald's? Because I was hungry. And he said, down on the street. <laughs> I said, thank you. I already knew it, but I just want to make sure he makes he assists me, as it says, on the passport. So these are things that you should be looking to do. Have a passport. Have And I open up my bank account using my, my uh, ID, my passport, as an ID to withdraw, deposit, 
Anything I do, all I have is a pass. I don't have a state ID. I don't have a driver's license. The only time I understand it may be necessary to have a, a state a driver's license, not even a state ID, but a driver, is when you're trying to rent a car, lease a car to drive or something like that. Just find a friend and say, oh, get, lease me a car. I'll give you the money. If you don't have no friend like that, then maybe you need to be looking for some. You know, friend or family to lease a car. And I do believe if you go to an airport, because people travel, and I know little folks in California and those foreigners don't ever, don't even have a driver's license. All they have is a passport or whatever, still is able to to uh, lease or rent a car. So maybe if you go to the airport, you might be able to get a car with a passport. But anyway, that's something to look into. Maybe next week or whenever I come back, a couple of weeks from now, you can come back with an uh, issue that we can talk about what you did. So anyhow, birth certificate authenticated. And everybody, oh, ain't ain't no point in doing that. Well, I just told you. Your status is you are genuine. You have uh, perfected what they gave you. Now, when you open, when you uh, purchase the birth certificate at the Vital Statistics, don't I want to have a better position than they have on me? I don't want them to have anything on me, period. Your house is owned by the state. You can take it out of the state jurisdiction. It's called accepting the accepting the warranty deed, accepting the deed. Takes it out of the jurisdiction of the state because you're only renting it. I don't care anyone out here that's sitting in a house, been there 100 years, and has been paid for by grandpa, grandpa. It doesn't matter. They can still come and take your house because you haven't perfected the contract, the transaction that was done way back when a warranty deed was given. Oh, I know. know Quick claim. Go ahead. I know in Detroit, a lot of a lot of people was losing their homes that were paid for. But they they owe taxes. They didn't wasn't able to pay the taxes on it, and the city came and took their homes. And the reason is for that is that the reason you pay county taxes is because you got it filed at the register of deeds. You are not required to file any documents anywhere. If you don't have anything filed at the register of deeds, then they can't send any taxes to anybody. So when you accept the, the when you accept the house, uh, accepting and you become the grantee, the reason they can take your house is because if you never accepted it, there is no signature, no signature of the grantee. Now when you do transactions in real estate, the grantor is the seller, and the grantee is the buyer. Well, the seller's signature is on the warranty deed. Well, where's your signature? You can go down to the register of deed right now and say, hey, at this address, I'm giving you an address. Is there anywhere where my signature is on this address? No, sir, there isn't. Bye. That is what they do throughout the whole country. It's called administrative law. The administrative law only has one signature on it, which is the grantor. So for someone to take your house, they have to have an interest in that house. So 
So let's say you didn't pay the county taxes. What happens is the county comes in and act like they are the grantee because you left the door open in the office, and they walked in the office and shut the door behind them and took your house. But if you have a contract called common law, not administrative law, common law, they can't take nothing. There's no positions that they can take because in common law contracts, there is a grantee and a grantor signature on the bottom of the paperwork. When you accept it for value, or accept it, acknowledgement of self accepting that warranty deed, the signature of the seller is already on there. That's why you do the affidavit and you sign it. And you have it notarized as a witness, and you go and authenticate it just to make sure that you have the top position here. You got the authority to now say, hey, I'm the grantee. What are you doing? What position are you coming in? You are trespassing. You are trespassing. I got rid of, even as an agent, and my job, along with the other three people, treasurer, secretary of state, and attorney general, I would be the one that usually write a letter to them saying, you're trespassing. Show me your authority to trespass on the estate. You know, when bill collectors come, whatever, contract, whatever, they go away. Because the original creditor, the original person you sign your document with, if you do not pay in about 180 days, they automatically send your money back. They took the funds out of your estate, and now after 180 days, when you don't pay it, they send it back, and they get credit for it. They file a 1099-C, and they get canceled. They get credit for it. Now, these third-party attorneys and lawyers and things that they slit, they see what you've done, and then they come back at you saying, well, we bought the debt from so-and-so, and now you owe us. Excuse me. They bought it from you, then you don't owe nothing. Thank you. Just say, I, I give you a thank you letter. But that you can't pass somebody's debt to someone else. You cannot pass someone's debt to someone else. So now, the third uh, party, and, go ahead. Now, um, going back to the birth certificate, now when they go to the vital signs or vital statistics, on that application, don't it say apple peel or what word was that? Where you was um, what's the word? Is that uh, the word? You from authentication and uh, apple uh-huh. apple style. Yeah, I don't know. Now, now, How would it be on the birth certificate? No, no. When you go to apply. For the for the state, you know how you have to do the state and then you do the federal, and they oh, yeah. have Apple, and they have it on there, but they have it on there. And aren't you supposed to not sign the apple the apple seal? Or how you pronounce it? When, well, you don't sign any of those. I mean, you don't check yeah, it. Well, they have a box. Yeah, you, you have to check, check it, make sure it goes there. Yeah, when you say apostille, that is right. uh, you're inside what they call the uh, um, oh man, what's the group called? Um, all the countries are together. 
my mind is blank on what under the name Hague, that group. When they under the Hague, Hague group. right. Uh huh. They, they under the Hague group. That's right. Mm-hmm. Apostille, you under the Hague group. You're one of the I call it the pirates, gangsters of the United States, along with the United States. When you get authenticated, they're gonna ask you first question come out of their mouth is what country. And they basically say, what country you might be going to? Most people use Taiwan. You know, and then they ask, when you fill out the application, I think it's the 4194 going to the federal government, it's going to ask you for an application of that foreign country. Well, what I did is I went to, uh, on, on, I went online and looked at for a toy company in Taiwan. And I got an address of a toy company in Taiwan because if I ever visit Taiwan, I'm pretty sure I could bring a toy back to my niece or somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I check remember, Yeah. You're right. I remember when Mr. Yeah. Uh, Ron March did go go there. Okay. Yeah, if, if you go visit, I, yeah, I think Jamaica is another country that you can use. Mm-hmm. There's certain mm-hmm. people. It's outside the Hay, Russia. Uh, I, I can't remember those groups. It was like five of them that just pulled out. They didn't want to be part of the Hague anymore. China, South Korea. Uh, you know, I can't remember the acronym and what it what it was and represent the countries that wanted to get out. But the point is, you want to have it authenticated in a foreign country. Apostille is domestic. You don't want to be domestic. You want to be outside of them. I'm foreign to them. I'm not part of them, of the Hague group. And you can go to the Hague and or write non-Hague countries and get a little list. You'll get a list. If you put down non-Hague country, you'll get a list of countries that's not part of the United States uh, gangstership. They're gangsters. So. Okay. Well, I just wanted um, to make, because I know a lot of people yeah. was making a mistake and was checking that box, and they didn't really understand what apostille, what it meant. So I just, you, you yeah. clarified it. Okay. Like I said, go to the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure 44, and it gives you the, it gives you the definition of what apostille is and what authenticate is. And authentication, I think, in three, three or four times it says a certificate of genuineness. You're genuine. So you are putting yourself in a a priority perfection. You're perfecting and putting yourself into a priority position than the people you got the paperwork for. That's the whole point of authenticating. You're trying to get it outside of their jurisdiction and put it inside your country. I'm a country. Minnesota Rule 220 tells you how to fill it out with an affidavit and surrender it back. But I called Minnesota and said, Minnesota, can I get a, a certified, certified, it means it's true and correct, copy of that Rule 220? Okay, we we send it to you. And they send it to me. And uh, when I got it, I put an affidavit on there saying, I'm a following this rule. This is my room, da, 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 da. I'm doing this, that, and the other. I signed it. I notarized it. I got it authenticated. Now, I notarized it in Michigan. I had it notarized in Michigan. I signed it and had it notarized in Michigan, and then I had it authenticated in Michigan. Because I don't want nothing to go into the judge saying, oh, this is Minnesota. This ain't you. 
this is this is Minnesota. I can't look at Minnesota. Well, no, sir. It was authenticated in Michigan and notarized in Michigan. So now it's no longer Minnesota Rule 220. It's called Myron's Rule 220 under my foreign corporation. If you got your own corporation, shouldn't you have your own rules too? And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to make the rules from scratch. That common law that they be talking about, they say England, no, the 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 um the colonial the colonians and all that had a war against the British. They kicked the British out. Why would you take the same laws of people you just threw out of there, throughout the country? The colonies, they argued. They didn't want to follow those rules, all those rules. Some of them they may have took in the common law, but it was modified. This is a modified common law. So you may want to look at it and see what the, what was modified. So that's a, that's a homework assignment for you. Uh, what is the common law? What's the rules of the common law? Because we're not in England, so we don't really have to go by what they say. But we're here in America. It's been modified for American citizens. So with this all uh, said at this point, because I got more, uh, let's see if there are any questions at this point. Anyone punch number one and have a question? Uh, yes, I do or have anyone? a hand raised. I have a hand raised here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, 708-837. You have a question or comment? Do you have the mute on? Um, can you okay. hear me now? Yeah, we can, yeah. We can hear you now. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I just want to say this. Hey, I'm glad you be here tonight, Brother Man. I've been saying all these words about the 1099 OID original discount. Uh, the 1099 about the 1099 OIDs and he's been trying to get it to work. I have I have gotten people money back on the 1099 OIDs. I just so you know. But I, what you need to have to do, what you need to do is understand what the OID is. And the IRS has a publication. It's called IRS Publication uh, 1212 and I'm trying to pull it up so I can read it because you can't really do it. It needs to come from the corporation. Got to go to the bank. That the medallion. Okay, they will get these ones. Give me a medallion signature stamp. They didn't want to give it to me. Once the guy gave it to me, he was very upset and gave it to me. But I know that what you have yeah. is a medallion. Now the medallion, they send everything straight to to the treasury. So they send it to the treasury. It's monetized. Once it goes to the treasury, then they return it to you. 
This is the only way you could pay the debt out of America. There's no other way to pay the debt because they they know what they got. They print money out of thin air. So the money that we use is not real money. It's, it's an illusion. But I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that point with nobody no more. I'm done arguing that point. Now all I want to do is wipe all the state clean. I did the birth certificate. I got my birth certificate authenticated. I used someone like the old saying. Uh, a bunch of other little stuff I did. Minnesota Group 20. Uh, now I mean, I have to give it up on the ship. And, and then I'm outside the District of Columbia. I know that I have nothing to do with the District of Columbia. That's the place where only people come from. The District of Columbia. It's a we have I'm having a problem understanding you. are so staticky and breaking up. Yes. Maybe you need to call back on another phone or something because I understand what you're saying by the OID, but one of the things when I got the OID, if you can hear me, I, I want to read it. It's, on, it's called Publication 1212. And it was on page seven, but because I've been talking about it, they changed the page. It looked like this was on page six. But there's a section that says nominee. It's a, it's a little paragraph that says nominee. Let me read this for you, for everyone out there. If you are a holder of an OID debt instrument and you receive a Form 1099 OID, that shows your taxpayer's identification number and includes amount belonging to another person. So the problem here, what people don't seem to realize when you read it, it says, if you, it's not talking about you and me, it's talking about the corporation. So if I wrote, if the corporation is holding a 1099 OID, they requested it. When they Filed out a ten, they filed a 1099A, wanting money out of your birth certificate. It's an acquisition. So to get money out of your birth, uh, birth certificate, they have to file an acquisition form. That's a 1099A. Now, they receive the funds, and we'll talk about how they receive the funds. So I don't care what you do with a promissory note, whatever you fill out one and sign it, they automatically get the money. So they received the money, but they were given a receipt of a 1099 OID. Now, the question is, why didn't I get the receipt? Because it was in my name. They took the money out of my account, but I didn't get a 1099 OID. But anyway, and it says, and it has your, you receive a 1099 OID, which is called a debt instrument, uh, and that includes another uh, it, uh, amount belonging to another person. Well, that other person would be me. Now, that would be me and you, the customer. That would be me and you. And then they say, you, talking about the corporation or the banks, are considered a nominee. This is what the banks are. They're nominees. They work for you. Then it says, you, the banks, must file another Form 1099 OID for each actual owner. I'll read that again. The banks must file another form 1099 OID for each actual owner showing that the OID for the owner show the owner of the debt instrument as the recipient. They're receiving it. You You and I are receiving the money on the OID and you, meaning the banks, 
as the payer. So the bank's supposed to give you the 1099 OID OID so you can file it on your taxes and get your money back. What is the key here? Why you can't get it? Number one, it says for each actual owner. They don't know who the owner is. So they're keeping the money. You kids just walk in and say, I'm the owner. How you would have to show them that you are owner? Well, I told you how you could do the birth certificate. And once you turn it back in, you have got you uh, in the, as an age of majority. The other way is that you will fill out when you receive a bill, you're supposed to fill out a 1099A. Not for acquisition, but for abandonment. They got money, but they didn't pay taxes on it. So I'm reporting you to the IRS, not only alerting them that you haven't paid taxes, you're abandoned paying taxes on it. Because the A has two purposes, acquisition and abandonment. But So you abandoned. Someone took money out of your estate, and they had no taxes been paid on it. So they abandoned it, and I'm reporting to the IRS saying, I was the lender, and they were the borrower. And then you give them a copy of it, so now they know, oh, you told the IRS that you're the lender. Well, if you didn't like what I told the IRS, they got two boxes at the top of those OIDs. One says void, and the other says what? Amend. What's the other number? The other box. Correct. It's you fill in the OID. Correct. Is it co- is correct? Void and correct. Oh, void. So they have a choice. Fill it, fill them two boxes and send it back to the IRS. But they can't do that because they already know that they were the borrowers. So, sir, I tell people, quit trying to fill these out unless you give it to the, send them a letter to do it. And they give you a letter back saying that we're not going to give it to you. Now you can go ahead and make up the numbers for your 1099 OID. And when you send it in, you attach the letter stating that they are not going to give you your OID. Because we had a person in our group of when we had, when Beverly and I had a meeting, you know, had our own group together um, that said that's what she did. And she got paid because she attached their letter to it. But they don't know who the owner is. Their and they job, the bank, is to hold the money. They're just holding it till the owner steps in. The office of the owner is vacant. Just like I said earlier, the office of the grantee is vacant. There's positions that you must and hats that you must wear. And if you don't wear the hat, they don't have to respond back to you. And they have made it easier now. You can do it online now, and it'll send it to the company, the IRS. You know, it, they make it. They have made it easier for you to do it. Well, she's talking about the A, the A, and the C. When you get a bill, you're supposed to fill out an A and a C. The A is going to have a total amount, and when it was opened up. So I would suggest you go to your credit report because they always tell you when it was originally opened up and how much it cost. And you put that A in, and then you do a C to cancel the debt. Now, before, let me let me say something. Before you all do anything, before you do anything, and I know you haven't done it, they work under the GAP system, an accrued accounting system. If you're not under that accrued accounting system, then everything you've done is void. It is not, it's insignificant to them. So I ask you, sir, did you go to the IRS 
and 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 fill out fill out that um it's called a topic uh three one one five i s topic three one one five where you want to change over your accounting from cash to accrue. Anyone who's filling out taxes or has someone doing their taxes, you want them to change it from cash and have it change over to accrued, A-C-C-R-E-D, I'm sorry, A-C-C-R-E-U-A-L, accrued accounting. If you haven't changed over to your accrued accounting and they use this GAP, general acceptance uh, accounting practices, General Accepting Accounting Practices, GAAP, and it on, it's called a double-entry accounting system where all it is is asset liability, asset liability. You, you and, trying and to say something, sir? Look, what I did do, I should have been 10 but I finished, I have a direct account. I have a stuff to go through the account. People with the best are dealing with, they don't want to do it. They have to do it because they're testing their children. So I'm going to get it done. Are you, again, are you, again, are you in that GAP accounting system? Are you in the accounting system? Have you filled out uh, that 3115 at the IRS? No, nah, I got my, I got my uh, EIN number. I got all that stuff, but I haven't done any of that. The only thing I did. Yeah, well, then, then they can't look at you. They, they don't have to look at you. You're still a child. You're not even under their accounting. You can't even add your money up the way they add their money up. You are in. You're not in there in the same area they are. That's what I'm trying to explain to people. I'm surprised again okay. they don't send you a lollipop and send you go away, go away, take this lollipop. You can argue. Ten minutes to rule two point. Understand that particular fact. I'm not a time anymore. I even said after get to clean it up. I already got to clean it up. What they did, we just ignored. They sent it back to me, but that's all right. I'm going to be seeing all this stuff again to the electoral certified. Okay. Like I said, I'm just telling you how to correct yourself. Because they, they can't look at you unless you are, one, that you are an owner, and the other one that you're in the same, using the same accounting system. And there's no point in doing an A and a C and canceling the debt. It's not going to you. Because when the debt is canceled, it goes into another account called tax um, credit. And you get, it's like you get another open up a whole different accounting system, a whole different account on the IRS on the private side called tax credit. Now, if you listen to Eon, he has so many videos on tax credit. You can use it to buy things, pay off debt. I can't believe folks talking to me. I'm, I'm on a call. Yeah, you, you know, I can't believe that, um, People are not understanding that you have to be in the accounting system. You have to uh, be there, uh, um, be a, a creditor. Otherwise, they don't recognize you. You could talk and talk, just like in the court. You go in the court with a with a judge, with a, uh, a, a um, not a judge, but an attorney. Uh, you can't say nothing because you consider an infant because you brought an attorney in. You can't make a Martin, comment in that courtroom. I wish you would get a better phone because we sure can't hear yeah, we, you. We, yeah, we can't really hear you, sir. 
So we're going to move. Is that another? We're going to move to another call. I, I Hopefully, I just told call, you what call, you need to do with the OID. 708. Maybe you got a bad connection because usually you come in clear. I don't know why you messing up tonight. Oh. You all okay, allowed to well, hear something? Well, we don't have no more hands raised, but go, but we, but uh, uh, Mr. Rice, what's the difference between the accused accounting, the gap in money? What's so we know what's the difference? Okay, the cash, the, the cash account is what you get every day when you get a bill. You owe you you owe a thousand dollars. You paid a hundred, so now you owe nine hundred for on the next payment. That's a cash situation. The, again, it's a dual accrued is a dual accounting system. That means only two two numbers, asset liability, and they have to be balanced. So always the balance is zero. Always the balance is zero. Now, if the banks are using GAAP, and it is a requirement that they use the GAAP accounting system, that means when you open up a loan or a contract with them, you'll you'll uh, account is zero. It's it's taken care of. It's zero. Now, how do you tell them to show you that? Is when anytime you get a bill, or you have an account, uh, whatever. I don't care if it's a student loan or a house, a car, a credit card. You ask them to give you a verified uh, accounting, verified statement, a verified statement of account that's duly signed by an officer of that of that corporation. So you want a verified account signed or duly signed by an officer of that corporation on a statement of an account. And that is under uh, UCC 9-210. UCC 9-210. You have a right to ask for this statement of account because it's in the Truth and Lending Act that you sign when you sign that contract that they attach to it. The Truth in Lending Act states that you have the right to request for that statement of account. Verified, meaning true and correct, and signed by some officer that's in there. So you know it's not no you know, uh, general form. It's no, no, no general form. And if they don't, after you do it three times, if they don't do it, then we have to start studying on how to file in probate court. Court, Probate is a common law court. It does not, I'm sorry, not probate, small claims court. You have to file in a small claims court. That is a common law court. No attorneys and no judges is allowed in that court. It's also it's also been notified also been identified as a arbitration. And if you look, you'll find out if you look at the deposit agreement at the bank that you have your funds in, ask them to show you the deposit agreement or go online and find it, it will say that if there's any controversy, it's supposed to go to arbitration. Well, arbitration doesn't deal with the courts we're in. 
So is they saying that you haven't paid a bill, you we want your house, you owe money, then you need to say, hey, well, we need to go to arbitration. But first you say, I want you to give me that statement of account, a verified statement of account that's duly signed by an officer of that corporation. Because it's not, not now, like I said, once you've done this, now you have justification to go to small claims court. Now, yes, it's small claims in Michigan, I think the limit is $6,000. But all you want is a verdict from the common law court. And you'll find out that law saying that no court can overturn a common law decision. So if they've been found guilty in that court, then they, they, it don't matter where you go, you will win more money, more money, more money. So you have okay. to start stating that. Go ahead. No, so you're saying go to the common law, I mean the small claims court first. That's the first place you go because that's the common law court. And once you uh, get a, a, a win there, then you can take it to the other courts then? Yeah, now you go and ask for more money. You know, like say... 6000 was the first time you, because you asked that your car, you asked for it. It should be $33,000 where they're showing mm-hmm. you on a, a, a statement of account, and it should say zero. It's supposed to have zero on the bottom. You want for a statement of account that equals zero. If you don't have that zero, then that's not the true account. But And whoever signed it, that's why you want a duly assigned officer. You have a duly signed by an officer in that corporation because his life is really is gonna be screwed. He's going to jail if he don't do it if he don't do do this correctly. So the point is that we can all agreements normally have an arbitration clause in there. Yeah, you so use supposed to be in there. So an arbitration is small arbitration is no there's no no attorney. There's no judge in a in a small claims court. It's just you and one of the people and whoever's the, in charge of that court. Because you don't want to argue with their attorneys. They have practiced, they've been practicing a long time before you came into the picture. Your chances of winning in their court, because remember, they get paid for every time you lose your house. They get The judges get paid. The attorneys get paid. So why would I go to where... Well, they're going to get, they, when I, if I lose, they're going to get paid. And very rarely will you even win. They've been doing this foreclosure for over a century. Now I'm going to show you how you can win. I can, you can get somebody out, the, out of jail. I hate to say that because I did that once and, oh, my gosh, I regretted it. But the point is they have to follow and we need to follow the Seventh Amendment. Please look at the Seventh Amendment. Those, the Ten Amendments, almost like the Ten Commandments, those are the amendments of we the people and the government. The Seventh Amendment, you stand on the Seventh Amendment, then you, you, you'll win everything. That will be the law, the Seventh Amendment. But you're walking in as what? The people. The people, not Myron, not Beverly, not anyone, not any of these other folks out here. You got to be the people. 
because it was written for the people was the one that agreed to it. You go in there and say your name, you get screwed up. Is that how come the, the people, judge always? Is that how come the judge always asks you your name when you call stand in front of them? Exactly. So you oh, what's your name? The people. Is that what your mama gave you? She was in air. <laughs> and my mom, that's, that's not really my mama. She's an informant. I can show you on the birth certificate what she was. She was an informant. She turned me over to the state. Everybody, look at your birth certificate. You, you know, you're an informant. Mamas are informants. I hate to, I ain't doubting you, mama. We need you. We love you. We sorry. But they tricked yeah, they put, they tricked they put it right on there. Yeah. They yeah. did. You and inform- you an informant. So I'm not gonna argue. you can't argue. I'm not trying to down the mothers because we've been we've been bamboozled our whole life because we don't have I say we blacks anyway, don't have that education. We went to public school. Public school is just a slave school to make you Smarter slaves, more educated slaves, and that's why last year in college, huh? They what? The work they taught us to work for the master to go get a job. That that the senior year you in college? What are you doing? You interviewing to work for somebody else? You trying to pick your pick your master? But those other people, I have, the Jews, they got their other, the Jews got their schools that they go to at 6 in the evening from 13 to 16. They're getting educated in the finances and money and the Arabs, same way. That's why they own all yeah. the businesses in our community. You got another call? I have, yes, I do. Uh, 740-963. Greetings, family. Greetings. Good, good. Good to hear your voice, Sister Bev. It's been a while, and uh, yours as well, uh, Mr. Rice. Uh, this is Brother Jeff out of Arizona. Right now I'm in Ohio. Oh, hi. But I'm getting, hi, Jeff. Yeah. How you doing? Doing, doing? doing much better now. I'm getting ready to okay. go back to Arizona. Yeah, based off okay. a lot of the stuff that Brother Rice was uh, going over. I came in kind of late, but... um. Mm-hmm. I was thinking earlier, I was like, man, I need to get in contact with Rice because I owe him a piece of silver. <laughs> long ago, we sitting in the like groups, yeah, getting some things in, and, and uh, long story short, uh, I was able to get in on, on some arbitration, and uh, I was able to get some awards for those those two banks that, that put, helped put me out of that house through that whole bankruptcy. So, hey, um, okay. Yeah, with, with those awards and with a lot of the educational materials out there, you know, you, you already mentioned the name. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for him putting in the work that he did. I'm more grateful for uh, Sister Bev for having a platform and inviting me in. And once again, once again grateful for your patience. And, uh, your toolage, you know, we, we like I said, we were sitting on those uh, those Zoom calls earlier uh, with Brother Brian out of Michigan and, and stuff like that. So, um, with my patience and but with you Let me ask you a question, sir. 
Let me ask you a question. Have you went that the houses that you lost? Have you went back to see if there with with the warranty deeds for that house? Because see, people do a lot of quick claim deeds, and that's just passing the possession of the house. The actual mm-hmm. land would be the warranty deed. So if you go back and get the warranty deed first in line, first in time, and you accept that warranty deed, then everything and anyone is in that house. Anything that happened afterwards would be void. Good. That's good to know. That's that's what I plan on doing when I get back there. It's yeah, always good. You get you got uh, any warranty deeds, people. If you lost a house, and most people they automatically because they don't want you to get property to get the land. The warranty deed is the land. The the quick claim deed is just somebody possessing a house like a, a tenant. You just a tenant. Right. You you don't own the land. You just don't, you someone else owns it. The state owns it, but the warranty deed. Is on the land, but again, it's like you got a Christmas present this Christmas. Someone put it under the under the tree, and you didn't even take it out of the tree and open it up. You never accepted it, so therefore, the, the gift is still there. Right, and hey, you know, for veterans, um, it's a double whammy because uh, we can go to the Bureau of Land Management if we've been on that property for five plus years. I got to know that I'm a veteran. I got a land. I got a land patent for one for uh, like 35 blocks in in the middle of Detroit. They don't. They know about it. It's filed down there, but I haven't made any statement. I don't want to put a target on my head. But we're about. I'm about to get a group, and we're gonna go in there and (laughs) take that. Take my land patent. Right. I was looking at how other people can do that themselves. With just a block, uh, you know, I they gave me 166 acres, you know, yards, uh, uh, wow. acres. But most you could actually get it just for your your lot, you know, and they can't mess with it. You can was get it for just for moment. Yeah, I was reading over some of the tax codes, and there's a program that uh, allows you to pull 100 grand out of your Social Security retirement. Now, if you're smart. You can take that hundred grand and throw it into one of them low income housing investment bonds that start developing. Oh yeah. Out. I mean, there's there's just many different ways that you know we've learned to to rock those uh, those tax credits that you was mentioning. So you know, there's all sorts of things that's that's good, but you just got people just don't want to read, man. That's that's what I was going to mention earlier. You got to put the time in. It's, it's all about uh, being organized. You got to have the bookkeeping skills. People probably don't even know what that is. It's, it's something other than just balancing your checkbook. Um, you know, and just being, just putting in that due diligence. You know, you got to read up on the tax codes. You got to read up on the consumer financial protections that are out there. And, and that's where you, you, you take those consumer financial protection laws into a small claims court. And, you know, just so important dollar. You know, like the, like the brother puts out there, you know, just so important dollar that once you get that award, go to the Department of Risk Management. And if you find out they got a bond, which that's easy too, and, 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 and file a claim against that bond with that award. So, you know, many different ways to skin that cat. Mm. Okay. Well, you you mentioned two things, tax codes and stuff like that. As far as my my telling people that, uh, and I just found I guess it's the uh, Social Security Administration that has the W dash four T because you used to, be able to get it online. I thought I said it so many times they kind of make it hard to get it. W dash 
W4P, terminating W4, and you would get your your full check at the end of every month or whatever your salary is, the weekly, monthly, or biweekly. You would get your whole check at the end of the month. And then at the end of the year, when they give you a W-2 for that, you got to ask them prior to that. I'm sorry. you got to ask them prior to the end of the year that you want a W-2C, which is you correcting the W-2. The W-2 is referring to wages. Wages is defined as a tip. They didn't, your employee didn't give you a tip. He got your social when you, when you apply for the job, and he drew money out of your social to pay you every single time. So in other words, you are always paying yourself to work. And the employee, because he took it out, he would have to pay taxes. So at the end of the year, he's passing it on to you with that W-2, so he doesn't have to pay taxes because he don't want to do the money out to pay you, but he's passing it to you with that W-2. But the problem is he, you're looking at it as a capital gain because a tip is a capital gain. You're not a corporation. You're not a business. You put blood, sweat, and tears on that job through those hours that you punch the clock in or sign yourself in. Labor. It was labor. So you have to change it from wages, which is a capital gain, into labor. Now, they don't want to say labor. They got another term for it. It's called federal um, tax withheld. That's what it says on your tax form. Federal tax withheld. It's not tax. That's not taxable. It's non-tax on your W-2 and 1099. Those aren't taxable either. And I think there's one line on all in all the tax forms that got that information. Federal tax withheld from your W-2 and 1099s. Now, it don't have to be OID or K or G or R or whatever. It don't matter. It says 1099. Those are, so you want to use that W, you want your employee to give you that W-2C. Now, you download that W-2C and you go to the last page where it says employer and it would say the employer must call this 1-800 number to get instructions on how to fill that form out. So just think about it. You will be getting, and I've had people call me, Mr. Rice, I got the gross, the gross on the W-2. They got their whole gross back. So therefore, that you got paid all year, whatever, let's say a whole year went by, you got the whole check for the whole year. Let's say you made 50000 so you got all 50000 at the end of the year. The end of the year, they gave you a W-2 that says gross 50000 Well, you converting that gross into labor. So in other words, you made $100,000 that year. Now, if everyone knew that, they probably people, they quit after about a couple of years. They probably quit their job. That's why they, that's why, that's why they don't want, want you to know about it. Right. But 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 wages is defined as something other than what's coming from the employee, employer from the employer. So that's a tip. You get waitresses tips. I get my pole dancers tips. Mr. Rice, you know? does does the thirty the three one one five when you you have to let the IRS know that you're switching over to the uh, their the uh, 
accrual the accrual method from the cash method does, does is that one of the requirements yeah if you're not in their taxes you're not can you get in you're talking about getting tax credit how can you get their credit when you're not in the accounting system okay just making sure i'm just checking i'm just saying if they're using gap and you and you will read every bank is using gap they're all using the gap system it's a requirement it's not optional but yet they're giving you statements saying oh well you know you you owe this you paid that now you owe this that is not a dual entry accounting which is supposed to be asset liability asset liability and they got to be equal so you're going to have a zero balance Nobody will owe any money. No one, no account, no nothing would ever be, need to be paid for for anything. Student loans, car, credit, none of them, because they are using a different accounting system. Just like we, most of us, are still in Webster Dictionary, and they're talking about Black's Law. You're not even looking at the same definitions. If you look up the word anus, A-N-U-S, Webster says it's a butthole. Black Law says it's an acquisition, acquisition against you. So it's like someone is accusing you of being a butthole. They said that's how I think they look at it. Something as simple as that. Look up anus, A-N-U-S, in Black Law and in looking uh, in Webster, Webster. Two different meanings. Hey, family, thank you for the time. I'm going to go on mute. And uh, thanks again, Mr. Rice. I'll I'll try to uh, reach out to you through email and and figure out how to get you that that piece of silver. You as well, Ms. Uh, Ms. Beverly D., thank you again. And thanks uh, Thanks. to uh, Dr. X and uh, all the rest of the family members. I appreciate you all a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay, well, it's good to see the group out there. That uh, doing something. If you want to create a private group with, with I, I like Skype, you know, at least ten people, twenty five dollars a person, and we we can you know give addresses and numbers because it'd be a private thing. Is you, you got to have them not pass my information around. But this is a uh, that that's a good that's a good point of payment. I love that. I got because I'm telling you, there's going to be a civil war in this country. It's going to be the half and a half not. And we know there's a lot of half knots and the halves already got the they got the guns and the tanks and everything. So it's gonna be a war here. We got all these folks coming in this country who don't even and not one of them have a shot. Not one of them have a shot. And yet they just sit there and try to make you wear a mask in a bank somewhere. How you gonna get if they have, if they don't have no shot what am I wearing the mask going to do? Where is the mask going to do anything anywhere? It hasn't really been proven. It's airborne, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying, if all these people coming in this country, they had one shot, came from, uh, oh, man, conditions that even our dogs live better than some of these people, the countries they came from. And they just put mixing them in, taking our jobs. Go go to Walmart at 3 o'clock in the morning. They don't know people don't even speak English. They're cleaning up. They're doing jobs that, for some reason, our black young men don't want to be no janitor. That's like too below them. Yeah, well, 
That's that's why we got a problem now. So you know, also, Jews at 13. Go ahead. So also, people don't. Some people don't understand that it's a difference between a mortgage and and, and the loan. Or it's like two contracts when you purchase a house. No, no, it's all one. Oh, no. But it's it's called okay. a, it's called a, cons- a consumer credit loan transaction. Consumer mm-hmm. credit transaction. All loans, anytime you borrow money from them and they go into the federal, uh, to the Secretary of State to get the money from, it's called a consumer credit transaction. It's a consumer law. But see, you all seem to think, you know, somehow they make you think of you as a customer. A customer and a consumer is two different things. Customers pay. Consumers are free. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes if we got no more calls. We're going to move on to a consumer. Okay. What is the okay. essential consumer? So I hope I asked your question. That, that no, a loan is a loan, but they all these loans are consumer credit transactions that's going down. And as an essential consumer, you have to say that two word, the two words together, essential consumer. And you need to go, um, I hope people have paper and pencil so they can write this uh, website down, www.lawinsider, www.lawinsider.com forward slash dictionary. forward slash essential dash consumer dash goods with a S dash or dash services. Essential goods, I'm sorry, essential consumer goods and services. And look at the definition of what's supposed to be free. I got it written like a checklist. Let me read what's supposed to be free because it's for personal, private, household, family use. Whenever those items, those words are used, it is free. Personal, private, household use is considered free. Food, water, fuel, gasoline. Housing, shelter, transportation, health care goods and services, pharmaceutical, medical equipment, I'm sorry, medical supplies, personal hygiene, sanitation, and cleaning goods. Those are free. These items are for free if that is your essential need as a consumer. So you know, it ain't no cutting off no water, no gas. Those are supposed to be free. But again, how are you going to enforce it? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of laws here. That whatever store you're going shopping with, Costco, Sam's, 
you need to give it to their HR people to let them know that you are a consumer. And what they need to do is they're going to have to file a document, an application. So if you come to the counter with $400 worth of groceries, they have to write that $400 off as an exemption for them, for the store, and give it to the IRS on a form, an application form 3491. 3491 for the cooperative. Now, I got the rules here, and the, one of the rules, because I got two of them, one is on for the corporation themselves, because the CFR, Code of Federal Regulations, is, the, is their code. Our code is USC, United States Code. So I want to give you the CFR, their rules, and the code for their rules is 26 CFR 1.6044-4, 20, title 26, CFR 1.6044-4, and it's called Exemption for hmm, Certain Consumer Cooperatives. See, Exemption for Certain Consumer cooperatives, which is corporations, okay? And the other law that you need is on the we the people side, the people side, USC, United States Code, 26 USC 6044, and go down to number C. Go down to letter C, I'm sorry. It started off with small a, small b, small c. Now, the other numbers that is there, but we want to deal with the small a, small b, small c. I think it's small uh, d and e comes after that. But under that, there's one paragraph that you need to look at. Uh, exemption for, for certain consumer cooperative corporations. Exempt, exemption for certain consumer cooperation. And if they selling re- retail items in their store, if they selling retail items in their store, then they are a consumer corporation. So if you're buying anything from anyone, your car, your house, and that is your only house, and you need it, it's a necessity, you better, you better act like, you better wear a hat as a consumer. Quit being a corporation. Corporations pay. So I gave you two laws. I gave you their law, and I also gave you um, our our way of seeing it. You know what what they're telling us what they're supposed to do. So now we see what they're supposed to do, and this other one I gave you the CFR is telling them what they're supposed to do. So you got they got two laws you're going to be giving them. And the application that they're talking about to file these exemptions is uh, Form 3491. Uh, I don't have that form up in front of me right now, but if somebody could pull it up and want to tell us what it is. 3491. But if you don't fill it out, it's given to the corporation so that they understand what you're trying to tell them. Now, they have to have some kind of provisions. I assume they will 
if they know what you're doing, because a lot of folks don't. This is something brand new. A lot of people don't know. These stores don't know. Your job don't know about that W two C. Some of them they may know about the W dash four T, but they won't know about that W two C. Don't be upset because they don't know. You didn't know till you heard it from me. And I hope you do your due diligence. Don't just believe what I say. I give you the code so you can read it yourself. You can read it yourself. Do your own due diligence. Don't be going by what I say. I know I'm just one a voice in the choir. You need to go look it up what's free. And again, if you were for what a consumer goods are defined, if you go to the UCC nine dash one oh two, and I believe it's in alphabetical order there. UCC nine dash one oh two, if you look at what consumer is. Household, good, personal, whatever. And Michigan is MCL 440.1, I'm sorry, MCL 440.9102, letter W. Consumer goods defined. Again, Michigan, MCL for Michigan Compile Law, 440.9102, and letter W. Go down to letter W, and consumer is defined. Consumer goods is defined. You, and just to let you know, for further information, every state under the Attorney General Office has a Consumer Protection Division. Consumer Protection Division. So they have rules for your state, or tell them to send you the rules, so you know what these people are violating. If you don't have the rules, you can't sit there and say, "Oh, they hurt me." No, you got to know what the rules are that they're hurting you with. Now you can use those rules to go back to the to the attorney general office, or now you got to start looking at that small claims court. You know, if you think about stuff, folks, they, they're always been violent because they work with codes. You, we have laws. The Seventh Amendment is the law that, they're, you know, they're taking away your essential home. They're putting you on the street, folks, because you didn't say essential. That's my essential abode. I live here. And it says goods and services. So that means services what? Water, light, gas, da-da-da-da. You can't operate if you don't have no lights at the house, if you have no gas, no fuel. And, oh, my God, we are such sickly people. Come on, people. I just made my aunt months so, ago sick, sick people. And, and, and pharmaceutical, she had to pay up her butthole. But it's supposed to have been free. It, t- it costs so what, the Most seniors lose their money because of the because of the cost of their medicine and stuff. Go ahead, baby. So what do you what do you say when these corporations tell you? Uh, well, for for one thing, it's an agreement that you sign with them, like for your house and all of that. And then 
when you don't pay them, they tell you that you're in violation of the contract. They, you know, they want to say, well, you, you had a contract with us, and you promised to buy, go by the, the the contract, and you voided or violated it. So what do you tell them? Because that's what they come back saying you had a contract with them. Well, I don't know about other states. But we have mm-hmm. what's called a liability uh, law protection, liability, uh, called under MCL, Michigan, MCL 12.280. And you go down to number two, and it says, you're not liable directly or indirectly for any contract, anything, because you signed as an authorized representative. Hopefully you put the word by in front of it, which is telling them that it's not you that you're signing for. But you signed the line on your checks, the line on your passport. That that line you're signing says authorized representative. So that is not you not signing as in being a liable person. That's all you have to say. Excuse me. I'm I'm just an I'm just an agent. I'm just an employer. Give me the bill, and I will fast forward it to the manager. Any bill, people. Matter of fact, we just recently found a bill in Michigan, a law in Michigan code, MCL, what was that? Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, six, let's say it's 6-1. What was that one? Point six one, Beverly? Oh, um. I, I got it. I got it on my computer. M M C L. Let me look at. I'm looking at my. Cliff notes here. Yeah, hold on a minute, people. We're gonna find that. Oh wow! What do that Michigan? I know it was one point, and it's a point six. I thought I had it taped up here somewhere so I can easily get to it. Uh, the call in number is three two three six four two one five eight six. If you have a question or a comment uh, about what Mr. Rice is talking about or any legal or lawful, we're talking lawful, and he's explaining the the difference. And a lot of people don't understand it's a difference between legal and lawful. Yes, the legal is like if they're corporations, every corporation has policies. So legal is nothing more than a policy. It's not a law. It's, 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 it really isn't anything. Lawful is like something that came from God, the Ten Commandments. It's basically the rules that everyone must follow. And all these folks who take an oath of office, which is just about all of them, has to follow that law. 
Now, that one I'm talking about in Michigan is a MCL 12.61 and 62, 63, and 64. 12.61. And basically what it just says is that the Michigan Treasury, Michigan Treasury, any obligations in Michigan is supposed to be taken care of by the Michigan Treasurer. So you ain't supposed to pay no bills anyway, the treasurer. Why? Because if you understand the Social Security Act of 1935, Social Security Act of 1935, Title V, Section 501-502, they're going to give, they gave us $1.8 million when we were born, and they're supposed to get $1 million every year you are breathing. So the question is, if they get a million dollars, you breathe in. I'm 69, so that's at least $69 million I have because I ain't asked for nothing. It might be something they might have paid for without me knowing about it, such as public schooling or whatever. But the point is being that there's a lot of other millions. And the job of the Michigan Treasury, and in Michigan, our Treasury position is under MCL, Three 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 two eight nine two, and he's supposed to invest the money that he gets in our in our account, and when he when the money comes in, pay due, he's supposed to put it back in our account. He is not to give it to the general fund of the state where they're supposed to you know build shopping malls and whatever fixing the roads and all that. No, it goes back to you. So your money is being compounded all the time. When the last time you contacted the state treasurer and said, I went to this dealership, this is the cost of the car that I want to get, I need you to give me a voucher so I can go back to the dealership and get the car. Everybody keeps running federal. Everyone wants to do 1099s and A's and C's and D's and B's and all these ten, all, all everybody want to run to the federal. Well, excuse me, the state is the one that gets the money. Your state gets money every single year when they do fences. It's, it's in the state plan that they do every year. They do fences to find out how many people breathing in the state because some people might have left. Some folks we got new, so you got to make sure. They get a million dollars, and this was 1935. I assume it's probably a lot more now, but the point being that these are funds that you are not asking for. It's in your birth certificate that the Treasury is maintaining. Now, if the four of you all work together, and you could tell, well, Mr. Treasury, you got I bet you got a beautiful home and a nice car. Why can't I have one? We all work together. We're all trustees. We're our job is to, to protect the estate. How come I can't get a, a voucher to get a car? You get a million dollars every year. I haven't asked for one penny of it. Can you please give me some money? Here's the here's the invoice for the car. My child, she wants to go to this school. I want to go to this private school to get the best education. Here is the cost for a year. Please give me an invoice so I can pay the school for her education for a year. You got plenty of money. Can you imagine how much money you have? How old you are and a million dollars put in? 
And that's probably the minimum. That's lowballing it, really. And he's investing it. So that's not even counting. Go ahead. So what about when the, uh, if the corporation says, well, you know, we set this up. So it seems like that's what they're saying. We set this up. You ain't. We. You're not going to get any profit from it because this is this is our doing. I don't understand when you're saying that we're not going to get any profit. We're not corporations making profit off anything. We're getting what is essentially what I need to do my job and to live. We're, you're only giving them what you live in. You're not. It's not a profit. To have a car, it's not a profit. They have a no, house. No, I'm talking about now, the corporations are making profit. They off of our birth certificate, off of off of our uh, bonds and security that they they set all uh, this system up, and well, that's what and it it's seems okay. like. Uh, they the uh, ones benefiting from it, not not the consumers, the people. Exactly. We the people. This is what I'm, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're going after the birth certificate. They're going after the Social Security. That is a credit card. Don't they all ask for the Social Security? That is a credit Everywhere card. Everywhere you go. Not yours. Yeah. Now, somebody in the so chat room, somebody in the chat room said, what was that Social Security Act again? Social, the Social Security Act of 1935. Now, y'all might have to download the recording so you can actually actually play it back because I don't want to keep repeating ourselves. But Social Security Act 1935, Title V, Section 501-502. So I'm telling you where the money's there to pay for your rest of your life. They figure that the rest of your life is taken care of because there was a contract in 1933. Roosevelt wrote a contract. He said... Uh, I know that all the banks are going to make money. That's what they're there for. So he made us banks. Every single one of us is a bank. And it's called the Presidential Proclamation 2039. Type in Presidential Proclamation 2039. All persons are banks. So we all Federal Reserve Bank. When it says any Federal Reserve Bank, any, then they're talking about us. Now, when they got a Pacific Federal Reserve Bank, then they're talking about their 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 big bank, the twelve bankers. Oh, uh, when they say Federal Reserve agent, Federal Reserve agent, that is the local bank that you are banking in. So you got to start learning these terms. Everybody's got a position. You need to have. If I'm a bank then why don't y'all have a, a, a banking EIN number? Go on irs.gov and get an EIN number for your bank. You've been made now, a bank. Now, we're not bankers. So, we're not bankers, right? We just, we banks. No. According to my uh, IRS form, when I got that form, CP575, I'm an individual mm-hmm. banker for a okay. private bank, ENT. A state and trust. So I am a banker. When I sign it, okay. I would sign it as an individual banker. And that my bank is my, because I created a living estate. Because when I resigned, I got rid of the, the dead estate and the dead EIN number and the dead social. 
I created my own estate. And since I'm living, that's my own living estate. And every estate must have an executor and an agent. So my executor is my bank, and my agent is a business that I created in Minnesota. They call it A and C, assumed name certificate. So I'm just telling you what I do. So really, I'm sorry. Say what? To understand, really, we need to understand banking because that's what we are under. We are under a banking system. That you are so correct. Again, that's another hat that I suggest you start looking at and, and working with. Consumer banking. You you you're a consumer and you want to be doing banking and that they, they're all the banks of, of banking and you you want to make sure that I, if I'm a bank, I want to have the same um, accounting system as the one they using. Because if I got cash as an accounting system and they're looking at GAP, it's like two different languages. I can't mix the two. So really, we wear so many. Oh, everything credit. And see, the contract that the president did, he made us all banks. And then uh, was it Native First? He said, everybody turn in your gold, and we will pay for all your obligations. We will even give you government obligations. And what are government obligations? Title 18, USC 8. Title 18, USC, United States Code, Section 8, Number 8. And it just gives you, I got like a checklist. It just gives you a list of what is considered obligations of the United States. All bonds, certificate of indebtedness, national banking currency, Federal Reserve note. So what you carry in your pocket is a debt. It's not money. It says note on it. Note is not money. It's credit. Federal Reserve bank notes. Coupons. Hear that? Coupons. United States notes. Treasury notes. Gold certificate. Silver certificate. Fractional notes. Certificate of deposit. Bills. Bills are obligations of the United States for them to pay. Checks, which is similar to money orders. Draft, drafts, which is a check. Uh, any, anything, drawn, uh, anything drawn on an official office of the United States, any money drawn on or any paperwork drawn that's drawn on the United States. Stamps, other representative of value, obligations and other securities issued under the Act of Congress and canceled U.S. United States stamps. Y'all need to get, that's like, to me, like their little Bible here. Title 18, U.S.C. 8. And, of course, there's some statutes. I like the statutes. Statutes is the law. 35 stat for statute at large. 35 stat. Page 1115. And I got another one called uh, 52 Stat 7, Section 3. 
52 stats, means statues at large, S-T-A-T, 7, page 7, section 3. So if, if, if it's, a con, it's a contract, so, you know, contract. I, I, I don't know if you all ever saw that movie, uh, Boondocks, with them black boys, young, two young black boys, and what's his name, Witherspoon, what, what's his name, Witherspoon with their grandfather. Mm-hmm. You, you ever seen you ever seen that show? I, I watched it a while ago. But, yeah, well, they had one episode where Yui, I think the young one, they made him in charge of the Christmas play. And Oh, no, no, yeah, the second old, the oldest. And they had a Christmas play, and he he like, oh, no, ain't nothing nice. So he decided to do a Christmas play. But he wanted to get all these uh, uh, famous actors to come in and, and play in his Christmas play. And the, and the president of the school kept coming up to him and he kept showing contract. He showed that he had him sign a contract. He said, contract? <laughs> this was on a contract. I can get anyone I want. Contract. He kept having contract. That's what we might need to start doing. A contract, and it's called executive order. Now, this is an executive order that has not been repealed or replaced 6102, Executive Order 6102, bring in your money, your gold and silver, May the 1st of 1933, and we would give you paperback, which is Federal Reserve notes. We would give you paper in exchange. And we, for us to handle it, if you go look under Title 31, USC 3123, Title 31, USC, United States Code, 3123, and it states that the Secretary of Treasury will discharge all debts, that he will pay all the debts. But if you, again, that's at the nice federal, you want to go there, fine. But I just gave you Michigan MCL 12.61, where the state treasurer will pay the debt. I, I, well, I need to go to the Secretary of Treasury. I, I'll let the regular banks go there, the Federal Reserve agents, those other banks. I, I let them go there. I want to just go to the people who get a million dollars for me every single year and ask them how come I can't get a car, which they would. Because they are a corporation, and you do have a code that they get money, and the question is, how come you're not getting it? How come, you know, and I guess the reason you haven't, because you haven't asked. Isn't that with the Bible? Yeah, go, go to the Bible. Wait a minute. Ask it, and you will find. You receive. Seek, and you know, you're fine. We don't do that because we don't know. We wasn't taught the laws and the codes. We we wasn't taught the laws and codes in school. I remember social study, and it was something we talked about, but it wasn't about finances. How many of you all, and please call in, how many of you all learned how to balance a checkbook in school? Please find let me call me and find out what class you were in when you learned to balance a checkbook in school. That's, that's something everybody should know. That's the simplest thing. I, I know I got from my parents. I didn't get it from no school. And show you how far from us knowing about finances is always done. So, 
We got five minutes. Any other questions? I was hoping to get calls from people that were there two weeks ago so so they could ask questions of what we talked about two weeks ago. But I find out, I hate to say it, that half the things that I say and do, nobody's going to do it. So, no but one, usually, but, you know. if it's usually, uh, it, it, if you one or two, it's not for every everybody, you know. But if somebody connects to what you're saying. Yeah, well, a lot of people have advanced from uh, when you were on before. Uh, I have a hand yeah. raised here. Hold on, hold on. Four one five eight ten four one five. Peace, Auntie Bev. Peace, Brother Myron Rice. This is David Crenshaw. I appreciate you, Myron hi, Rice. Hi, uh, information. Yes. Uh, hi, Auntie Bev. Your information is not going um, forsaken. Um, definitely. That's right. Um, everything picking back up, and me and Baba are sitting here listening to you loud and clear and soaking up the information. Um, it, it's definitely being absorbed. Okay. And I hear that all the time, but it's about doing I could talk about it freely. I don't need to look at a script. And know why? Because I've already done it. I've been through it. So it makes it so much easier to explain when I can tell you, oh, what exactly I did and, and what the results was. The IRS called me. Uh, they sent me a bill in 2015. They sent me three bills saying I owe taxes. I sent it back to them. I stamped it. No, you know, I, I quit and I'm not contracting with you on the envelope, and I put it in the newspaper, and I gave it back to him. I called him back about four weeks later, four days later, and said, did you get my my letters back? And the guy said, yes, we got your letters, Mr. Rice. And I said, well, I told you, I resigned. Well, uh, so don't be sending me any mail. Well, the, he said, well, the state hasn't told us who the resident agent is. I said, I don't give a damn. It's just ain't me. Quit sending me any mail. And I swear I haven't got a letter from the IRS that I got some three about two weeks ago. I got three letters from the IRS two weeks ago. Now this was 2015 when I was talking to this guy. So here it is eight years later, you know. And I said, well, they probably may have had a change in policy because I know they've been advertising for new people for the longest. So maybe some new folks are sitting in the chair and they don't know what I did. So I just did the same thing. I just sent it, sent it back to him. I got a stamp that says, refuse, re- refuse, rejected, for cause. I resigned, and I wrote Michigan law and say the date, and then I gave public notice and a, a newspaper, and I put the date, and I got it on the envelope. Now, I opened them up real thin. I used a letter opener. That'd be real nice. I, I, so it'd be real easy and cut it open real slow. And I opened it up. All I looked for is the social. And I, once I saw the social, I put it back in the envelope, got some nice transparency tape, and wrote open in air. And then I put the stamp right underneath it. And I put it in my door so the mailman could pick it up. And, and uh, Mr. Rice, uh, I need to give you uh, Crenshaw information. Uh, he has the best herbs, and they're very reasonable. Crenshaw, can you give give out your information? Uh, yes. Uh, my um, website is www.crenshawherbpacks, with an S, 
crenshawerpex.com, or you can also email me at crenshawerpex with an S at gmail.com. My um, rights, I definitely, um, Sister Beth, if you give me your information, I have a care package for you um, just to get you started. Oh, yeah. um, like you say, it's all about getting the, the right nutrition so we can definitely move forward and take action. Yeah, I, I got recently, uh, maybe two months ago, CAT scan, um, and they found four dog spots on my prostate. Now, they're supposed to put, take me in to do whatever they where they throw the scope down you and, and look to see if it's cancer. Because I get scanned almost like twice a, twice a year, and they haven't found any cancer spreading. But I, I know I got to do some kind of preventive stuff because I have to get away from this uh fast food eating, being single, that's what I'm usually doing most of. So I need something to build me up. Definitely. I'm definitely Well, he got, he had, to me, he has some of the best herbs, and they, they're they spot on. So I, okay. I, I'll give him well, your I'll information. Give, I, I'll, give you my, I'll give you my address, Beverly, and you can, and you can okay. give it to him. Okay. All right. Thank I you, need, I need some, I, this is a new year. Yeah, this is a new year. Yeah. I, I made a uh, yeah, I made a resolution for this month not to eat any fast food. So I, I wanna see. But um that means back to cooking. Uh, y'all, cook. y'all hear uh y'all single ladies out there, y'all hear Mr Mr. Rice is available. <laughs> he needs some good home cooking. <laughs> he got uh, that fast food. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do have a lady who who calls me. She does she does plates on Thursday, and I get a plate. Okay. But, uh, I, you know, we get I, you know chicken and turkey and and and, and real pork. I, is that something else? It's like we used to eat some different stuff when we were kids. I can't remember them though. I can't well, remember the beans I, and cornbread, greens and cornbread. Yeah. The only thing I remember eating, oh. I got tired of that was those Popeyes. Remember them banquet Popeyes, boy? Mm-hmm. But back in the day, they was real. It was real meat in them. Now, the Popeyes don't taste nothing like back in the day. It's better if you oh, make no, your own no. Popeye. And you get four for a dollar? Oh. Man, yeah, yeah. Please, please give him my uh, my my address. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. And okay. and uh, um, again, uh, Crenshaw, this number you calling in is this the number I can give him, or or, or give out your number one more time? Yes, ma'am. You can you can um you can have him reach me at that number. Um, my other number. Let me get it for you. For the family, it will be. Five one zero three four four six zero four. We didn't hear you. Five one zero. What is it? Five one zero three four four six six zero four. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Crenshaw. And Thank for you, everybody else out there. Okay. okay. Better love. And for everyone that's listening, he's had he has some very good herbs. And they work. Okay, anything else you is want to say, Mr. Rice? I, no, he's in California, but is he'll he? ship it out to Oh, he's in California, but he'll ship it out to you right away. And he has some good care packages that he gave you too. 
There's a lot of good okay. good uh, minerals and herbs. Okay, and I do a P-O-P-O-P-O-D, pay on delivery, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll connect y'all so y'all can talk. Uh, anything else you want yeah, to talk okay. about? No, that was basically it, just being a consumer and step, and mm-hmm. try to stay under that consumer, essential consumer, uh, and contact your consumer protection division. They helped Beverly out knowing that she got, they had somebody was coming after her, and they said, no, you can't come after her. She told you to cease and desist. I suggest you follow her instructions. So they do and I, speak and- up. Yeah, they will. They will. I mean, that's the attorney general. I mean, and they will get on it. They don't drag their feet. When you contact, send them a letter, they get right on it. They don't mess around when they come about that consumer stuff. Yeah. They may have procedures. I know we got, what, 20 laws that we had to look into that we were looking into here um, for, for Michigan. So it was a Michigan consumer law. So you may want to find one in your state. We have to face what it is. You know, I don't understand when people say you get something for free and they they like, I don't need charity. No, it's not charity. It's your right. It's your right that you have. It's not charity. It's a right. A constitutional right. And what I didn't understand was your goods, you know, they take the house, they take the car, they take, and they say that that's, you know, but but it was really the promissory note. So your house and your car is your goods, and that's what you protected under the consumer law. And that was the other item you asked for. When you asked for the statement of account, you also need to ask for a list of collateral. What's collateral? Like I said, your house and your car are good. They're not collateral. Collateral is the note, the money, the promissory note. So if they took your car, people, if they took your house, then you're supposed to say, I need my promissory note back. They, they can't have both. You can't, have, so you can't serve two masters. Either you want the house or you're going to give my money back. But, see, we don't ask for that because we don't know it. Educate people. They can't get both. If you say in the house is collateral, then give me my note. If the note collateral, then leave my house alone. But you can't serve two masters. A cop stop you. This is what you say when a cop stop you. First of all, did you take an oath of office? Because he's going to ask for this, that, and the other. He said, no, those are my private stuff. That's my, my the driver's license. That's private. But the question is, did you take an oath of office? And then ask them, what law? What? Oh, no, you ask them, I'm challenging your jurisdiction. I'm challenging your jurisdiction. And that basically, they have to answer to that. And you're saying, of course, hopefully they're being, it's being, all being recorded in the car. You know how they show you in the movies, how they can record what people are saying in the car. So I ask to challenge the jurisdiction and then say, what law? Did I violate? Well, sir, you ran a red light. Excuse me. What part of the Constitution says that I can't that I can't run a red light? That's the law. All you're talking about is maybe some policy, code, statute that says 
if you run a red light, you gotta you gotta be stopped by the police and pay for some money. Those are codes, statutes. They are not laws. This this is what I want you to understand. There are a set of laws that we don't exercise because we never got educated in the law. And what did they say? Remember earlier I was asking you, uh, what is it called? You're supposed to always have what? Due process of law in the court. Due process of law is in the court. And there's three things they're violating in court. And this is why you can get your house back, your car back, or you take them to a small claims court. They didn't have a, a, a court of records. They never have a court of records. You, nowadays, and I know in Michigan, I had to go pay. When back in the day, I had to go pay for a transcript and then file it back into the court. Now there's a record of it. I had to pay for a transcript. It should have automatically been given to me. The other was trial by jury. Oh, no, no, they want to do a jury trial. They changed the terms where the judge is making decisions. No, we have the right to have trial by jury. That is under the Seventh Amendment. Trial by jury. And then the third is we're supposed to have use a common law court. We're not trial supposed to be in front of nobody. Jury. Not jury trial. See how they turn things around? They give you exactly. a jury trial. And you're supposed to have a trial yeah. by jury. Now, you don't see no people. Someone was saying they didn't know uh, that would include the promissory note. Okay, they signed, but they bought a vehicle, and they didn't know that the promissory. If they add now, they was at they asked or say they didn't know that they could ask for the promissory note. Now they not gonna give it to you because most of the time they have sold the promissory note or got or, or whatever got the value or whatever they do with it. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, they can't get. That. What did they say? That is my essential car. You can't take that either. That's a nice part. That is my essential vehicle. That is my essential consumer, consumer. car. Essential. Consumer, yes. Yes. They never were supposed to be able to take the car. Never. Or your house. And you've already got the promissory note, and you already made money, and you invested in the market. Yeah. But they can't and give you, you the promissory to- note back. Because they already invested it or sold it. They gave actually, actually they gave it to the treasurer when it was in exchange for the Federal Reserve note. So the treasurer kept it. The Secretary of Treasury mm-hmm. keeps those notes because they mm-hmm. like gold okay. to them. That, that your signature is on there. Your autograph is on there. That's why they're not gonna mm-hmm. give that back. But see, you're not telling them that you know the law. Now, let me mention this so that you understand what we're saying. You've got to go under the Federal Reserve Act. This is real important. How to prove that they got paid with the promissory note and an application. Federal Reserve Act of 1913, Section 16, Paragraph 2, deal with the application, and Paragraph 4, deal with the promissory note. Now, two got a lot of wordings and stuff on there, but it, the, the key things it says shall, shall, S H A L L. It didn't say optional, nothing. It said this shall be done, that shall be done, this shall be done. And that means, so must. that means, when they say shall, must. it must be done. So once those, once those are 
uh, submitted to them the application and the promissory note, they shall get paid by the Treasury. The Treasury would take it and give them Federal Reserve notes in exchange. And those Federal Reserve notes is given to the board of the uh, the uh, governor of board, board of governor at the Federal Reserve Bank, and the board of governor gave the funds to the Federal Reserve agents, which is the bank. They deposited at the bank. But do you and I get a receipt showing that there was that car, that house, the student loan was deposited in your account already? No. They never told you that. But this law I just gave you says it, it shall be done. It shall be deposited. Again, Federal Reserve Act of 1913, Section 16, Paragraph 2, and Paragraph 4. And the application is called Operating Circular Number 10. Not the one you might have filled out, but Operating Circular Number 10, Appendix 3, is what's filled out and given to the Treasury accompanying accompanying, accompanying the, um, the promissory note that's being attached to it. So now that we understand the what they must do. Wait, the application, yeah, the application. is the... Op- is the- so, like, when you go and fill out the, for your home or your car, you got to fill out that application. So that's uh, operating circular number 10. Circular 10, number 3, tells you about that, right? Deals with the application. No, no. You, no, 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 no. The application you fill out at the at the bank is just a contract they're trying to get you into. But when you okay. give them that promissory note, they got another application called a operating circular number three, appendix three. Okay. I said what? No, what? I'm sorry. Operating circular number 10. 10. Operating circular number 10, appendix three is the application as accompanying uh, the promissory note given to the treasurer, secretary of treasurer. Oh, and the secretary of treasurer would give you the amount that's on the application or on the promissory note. You would get the money. They would get the Federal Reserve notes. It's called circulating notes, and they got to put a stamp on there because it's blank. They get blank notes, and they got to put a stamp on there, and, and then when you get it, everything has been done and complete. However, they never told you that they deposited in your – actually, it's deposit in the Federal Reserve, at the Federal Reserve Bank, those 12 bankers. That's where it's being held at in what's called a demand account. They have a demand account, and that is where that 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 application money is being held at. And every time you make a payment, it's being subtracted from that amount until it gets to zero. Now they're saying it's paid off. But, hell, that was your money in the first place. Why are you putting money on your own money? You're paying it twice. I have an, another caller. I have another caller here. Okay. Uh, four four one four eight six five. 
Hey, hey, Beverly and uh, Marvin Rice, Happy New Year to you both. Um, and again, Happy I do want to thank Year. you for what you do for for the you know for the you know staying on top of this and providing this information. Um, and and two, what he said, I guess, because I know he's Marvin was saying most people don't go and do it. I guess I was wondering if if I was just to kind of reach out to the Secretary of State and kind of make mention of the things that you said, would would, would they? Would they kind of assist me? Do you think they would actually kind of assist me and say, well, hey, you might need to fill this out or fill that out? Well, find their law and, and see what they did under your name. If they found, if, the, if the law states it, and I, I gave you Michigan law, MCL 323.289. He's in Wisconsin. But, but can he put Michigan I law you gotta find your law. Wisconsin in there? It's the same law, but it'll be under a different code number or something. Right, right, right. And, and I, I definitely understand that as far as how, how I would just – I would take what he said. Just take the law and kind of look at it for yeah. Wisconsin because I've, yeah, I've been on yeah. – not most of the websites, but – with the last videos you and my rice has done when you guys are speaking, I am trying to get up here and type as fast as I can to put mm-hmm. in the statute or the title and just try to pull it up for the state of Wisconsin. But yeah, I, I see his point there, find out what they've done. And, and I guess the way I'm looking at it is, it, and this goes even if you were in court with the discovery, you know, the judge is asking for discovery. So I think if you can kind of present these facts to them, the secretary of state, I think then, okay, he, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Let's just throw him a little bong or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, if you give them a code number and they can see the law, and I say they're codes and statutes, um, yeah. they, then they, they, see, they, they see the law. Of course, if they're trying to take something from you, then you got to use the Constitution. No, you can't take anything. This is my essential needs. You can't, you can't take my essential needs. And I gave you the definition of consumer. You can go look up the consumer goods in uh, UCC law. That's international law there. But at the same time, go to your state and get the specific laws in your state. They don't change. They don't change. They're pretty much the same thing. It just may be worded a little bit differently. But I, I I try to use their laws against them. I'm not coming in with nothing that I came up with. I didn't write a, a thing. I'm not writing nothing. I'm telling you, this is what you said should be done, especially if you say CFR on there, Code of Federal Regulation. That's their rule. And, yeah, and, and I, that, that, that would make sense, too, because, again, it's this is what your law says. I'm not I'm – not, I didn't come up with this. You know, so that, that would definitely make that – makes, that makes sense to me to operate that way, to move that way. Yeah, and, and it's not like you're reaching. You're not reaching for nothing. You you're basing everything, everything, all the foundations. You set up a foundation, and the foundation would be the law that they wrote. I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel here. I'm just using what you already have. Now, if you're not gonna recognize your own law, guess what? I see you in common law court. I see you in small claims court, because you won't even be there, Your Honor. None of these attorneys around here gonna be there either. Now, who gonna speak for you? They hate arbitration. They hate that word arbitration. So but you I I I I wear as elusive. I got a whole bunch of keys on the side of my belt. I'll be shaking my keys. That's as loose as I'll be using that word. Mm. And here another question. With with everything that's going on, you know, with the trying to I guess change the financial system up 
do, do you see do you see things kind of going in that direction to where this stuff won't work anymore, or is is that not likely to happen? Well, let's put it like that. Go to go to Mexico with Federal Reserve notes and see if anybody take it. <laughs> you better have a credit card. That's all I gotta say. Cause people around the world, what is it? I, uh, Federal Reserve note is I promise to pay. I promise to pay. But hell, you've been promised to pay for over a hundred some years. When were you going right. to pay us? Right. They're tired of Federal Reserve note because they put they producing them every time they get in trouble. Oh, you y'all done went past the debt limit. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we make some more notes? What the hell? What happened to the gold at Fort Knox? And don't don't there. don't China have and that now? Did, didn't they get that? But didn't they get that? Sure China they doesn't China, China have all of the gold? <laughs> I I hear they got more gold than anyone in this world. Yeah, I it's, heard that China I got that, a I, lot of it. I heard he got a lot of it back. Um, I don't know, you know, if that's true or not, but I heard that he got a lot of it back when he was in office. Well. I don't know. Well, and the way Biden is getting money. And I'm, I'm sorry. Can I ask Ben? Is, is Robert okay? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He'll hey, be. We, oh. uh, he he'll be on uh, Wednesday. Okay. Okay. No, because because I kind of check periodically on the Truth to Power website, mm-hmm. and and I see mm-hmm. I see the replays that you post. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I know the last that was last episode talk. you did with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, blog talk. Um, but I know the last episode he was he he was just talking about he wasn't feeling too well, and I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's good, yeah. you know. But okay, good, good to hear that he'll yeah. be back. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, I think what I'm going to do is just take what Myron said, and I'm just going to just take action. This is 2024, and just kind of reach mm-hmm. out, you know, and definitely kind of present some laws to him. Um, because I, I did a while back, I think I sent off a packet and this was supposed to be the whole secure party creditor packet. And I sent it in uh, 2020 and because of the pandemic, everything got shut down and delayed. So I didn't get my certified mail return receipt back until July of 2022. And then I think a couple of weeks later, I finally got a letter from the IRS talking about you submitted a frivolous document and they, they never stated what document that was, but I feel it was that package that I submitted, you know. But but I just I just yeah, never well, heard anything back, so I just feel not not now's the time to take action, you know. So yeah, just Definitely. remember uh, what you you what state you say you're in. I'm, I'm Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Well, the state of Wisconsin is a corporation, so you can sue yes. them. You tell that treasury, hey, I got law saying you're supposed to, you know, you have my money, and I'm telling you, I got an invoice from the dealership. It's, don't just say I want a car. Go in there with specifics of what you want, given from given from somebody that you getting it from, buying it from. Get that invoice so you can take it to them and say, give me a voucher so I can go back and get it. What's the law for that, Mr. Rice? You know, you, you do you have to take the law in, or do you take that uh, from nineteen thirty? Well, again, they're they're not providing you with the essential, but they're collecting a million dollars every year. Come on, 
If someone's collecting money for for you every year for your expenses, then how the hell they're not spending? Why are you not asking for it? And how can they say, no, they're not going to give it to you? What you do with my money? I'm asking for it, so why are you not giving it to me? I mean, you're the one that got to make some kind of sense of what's going on if you got the law saying what they're supposed to do. Yeah, not because yeah. they haven't done it? Yeah, because no, no, they haven't done it yeah. don't mean that it's wrong. I, I know, but I'm saying because they haven't done it, Again, how many people have asked their state treasurer for a car, for a house? Maybe that's why it's free, because it's already been prepaid for. Well, see, and I think my, my thing, just based off what you just said, why people aren't asking, because we don't know. One, we don't know that we can, but then I think two is, but then how do we go about doing this? And I think for me now, thinking about right. it, that's that's what I would have to do to where, like you said, Show the law where it says this is what you're supposed to do, and I think a lot of times for a lot of us, they'll hide these laws under so much stuff to where you okay, I don't know to look here or I don't know to look there. But I think that's the, for me at least. That's the reason why they can't because you, they can't they can't hide the laws. They can't talk the law. They're not legal. They are corporations. Corporations cannot talk law. Attorneys cannot bring law in the courtroom. They legal. can't bring law not in law. the courtroom. They are they are corporations. They're not hiding They're nothing. They just legal. ain't going to talk about it because they can't talk about it. But what you, you by hide it, I mean more so that it's it's you know it's Title Six, Section Three, Subsection Forty Five through Ninety. That's what I mean. That it's it's not it's not hidden as in it's locked in the safe. It's just you know we don't have the education to even know where to look, and that's that's what I mean by by hidden. You know. Well, I mean people could look. They know Moses gave Ten Commandments, and they were pretty much straightforward. We have. Seven amendments. They don't have all those labels you gave it. With the labels that you just listed, sound like they're in some kind of code or statute. So just live off the Ten Amendments. You could carry a gun and put it on your seat because that's what the people do can do. It don't necessarily be a gun, but we can protect ourselves with whatever we want, and it's in the Ten Amendments. So that is what you would go by. Listen and read and study the Ten Amendments. And then look, at, um, if, if everything is supposed to be free anyway, then you call the Consumer Protection Agency a division in your state. How do I get it for free? I think it may be because the treasurer is going to pay for it. So instead of them going to the Consumer Protection Division, just go to the treasurer and say, hey, you get a million dollars. I need a vehicle. It's necessary. I got children, and I got to take them to school, and I got to go to work. I need a house to house these all these kids and feed them. I need food. I, Go to Costco. I do need. I do. And, I and, do need a house and a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, then ask them. Ask him. He's got. He's collecting all that money. And I guarantee, you, if you do get it, it's not like they're gonna say you can tell anyone. Maybe you have to sign a non-disclosure because we don't hear that happening anywhere. But I can't believe I'm the only one that know about this. I, I don't right, believe that. Right. I'm. I'm I'm yeah. smart. I ain't that smart. Yeah, and the, not, having to sign a non-disclosure form sounds exactly what they would do. But, again, I, I do want to say I, I'm going to continue to listen. But, again, Happy New Year to you both. Thank you again uh, very much, Beverly D, for what you do. And good health to both of you in 2024. Thank you. 
Thank to you. Thank you. Thank us. Well, Myron, again, thanks for the great information that you've given out. This is a year of really, this is an action year. We got to do what we have to do. If you want to get it done, you got to do it. So we thank you for uh, giving us a roadmap here. We appreciate you, and we look forward to when you come back on. Yeah, I tell people All right. I could point you to the water, but I can't swim for you. You got to learn to do the swimming and, and the research because I get a lot of, yeah. you know, uh, give me a, a to Z, how to use an A, how to use an OID. Excuse me, every single form out there have instructions. Did you order, go to IRS, type a small I and a code, and it will give you the instructions. If you can't read the instructions from from the from the website from the people who wrote it, you got a problem. That's all I gotta say. Maybe you need to go back to school again, cause that, the, 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 they tell you exactly what to put in the squares. It might be only four or five blocks that you gotta fill out, and you want me to show you tell you how to fill it out. That, I'm just not, I'm not gonna waste my time. I, I'm not I'm not saying that you are unintelligent, but if you don't know how to read, then I suggest you learn. You need to learn to read because they want people want you to do everything, and they don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate it when they do it. Like you, how many folks out here do their kids' homework? How many people do their children's homework for them? If you do, your child gonna be messed up. But I don't believe people did. They expected them to learn it, and if you got a question, ask the teacher. But yet they want to well, be again, as adults. They think they have to follow the same rules. Well, again, we're down to our last minute. Thank you again, Myron Rice, and we look forward to you coming back on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we probably will. And All right. Yeah. Ms. Deb, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Happy, happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening.
We won't. 